Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. How you day, how you day. I hope you all are having a fantastic start to your week. And I have a few things to discuss. But before I get into today's guest, RJ Hodges, I want to talk about the importance of representation. This past weekend, we've seen a lot of representation, particularly in the North American market with the movie Crazy Rich Asians and uh, To All the Boys I Loved, which is a Netflix film. And both of these films feature Asian leads. The reason why this is so important to me and the reason why this year has been very important to me with representation and, and people of color as leads is that I remember growing up as a kid and wondering, you know, if I was handsome enough or even worthy, uh, of someone that could be considered a leading man just because I couldn't see a lot of my face on TV or in the movies or in comics and moments like this, I'm not even kidding. They bring tears to my eyes just because I know there's a whole generation of people that wouldn't have to know that. And so I just want to encourage you all to really, really go out and support projects like this so that, you know, Hollywood and sort of other people that are doing this can actually get the message and understand that, you know, representation should match what the world actually looks like. And part of being, you know, a good leader and a good facilitator in today's world is creating paths for people to see themselves. You know, I want people to be able to see themselves doing great things and being considered handsome, beautiful. Uh, I want people to understand that there's no conventional way of beauty. You know, you're beautiful the way you are. And, and, you know, as a kid, I'm telling you, sometimes just seeing yourself on the screen can do so much. It can do so much. So that's my message and representation. I hope you all get it. Uh, get Go watch those two movies, Crazy Rich Asians. I saw it three times already this weekend, and it's good. Trust me, it's good. I love romantic movies, but this is really good. Brings a, a unique uh, spin to it. And to all the boys I loved, which is a Netflix film as well. And that was also good. So please go see it. Now, today's guest. Today's guest is RJ Hodges. Loved, loved talking to him. This is a straight shooter. This man is a best-selling author. But we talked about what exactly you need to do in order to just build yourself up first before you can end up uh, becoming the entrepreneur you want to be. And if you're someone that's thinking of transitioning into full-time entrepreneurship, check out this episode because he has some major tips for you to figure out how to network, how to build your brand, and then how to leverage all that into something that becomes a platform that grows your status. So check out his, his episode and also check out his website, which is going to be in the show notes where he has a lot of resources that you can look at. He also offered to give some of you listeners some of his time if you want to take him up on that. I hope you take him up on his offer. Now enjoy. Enjoy. 
in a world where very few people embrace their global identity and seek to understand their neighbors, cross-cultural expert Tayo Roxon is on a mission to bridge this divide. Each week, he'll open your mind with insights from some of the global minds in the world. Get ready, take some notes, and learn how to be the best you that you can be. Welcome everybody to another episode of As Told by Nomads, and today's guest is RJ Hodges, and he is a seasoned entrepreneur, professional speaker, and business development coach. We are going to be talking a lot about the art of mastering you. He's partnered with people like Les freaking brown i mean come on george uh george fraser and and many 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 more our specialty is in helping aspiring and part-time entrepreneurs create a plan to successfully transition into full-time entrepreneurship and i really 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 hope by the end of the episode a lot of you get a lot of takeaways on one how to master yourself but also how to really transition into full-time entrepreneurship and attain the freedom that you always want to um have welcome to the show thank you so much i definitely appreciate you having me Pleasure is mine. Pleasure is mine. And so why don't you give us a little insight into who you are, RJ? I mean, how did you transition into full-time entrepreneurship? What was it like for you growing up? Um, You know, I always tell people I'm the average guy. I grew up not too much different than most people. Um, You know, my parents, my, my dad died when I was eight. And then my mom, you know, she took on this whole let me raise a man thing. And she never believed in the whole concept that a woman couldn't raise a strong man. And, um, she did a great job, in my opinion. And when I got to <laughs> the age of 20, she actually passed away. But I felt like she had left me with so much insight on life. And I've just always been the average guy with above average desire and ambition. And a lot of times I didn't know where to direct that desire and ambition. And long story short, I got involved in, a, in my first business at 18, um, started navigating. And then one day somebody had the bright idea to throw me in front of the room and said, hey, do a presentation with no notice, no anything. And that was the turning point because at that point I learned that I was more comfortable standing in front of a room talking to people. And sometimes I was one-on-one talking to people, but my my personality came alive that day. Um, it's that story where somebody says, if you put a basketball in Michael Jordan's hands, what happens? Well, when somebody put me in front of the room, that similar thing happened. And just kind of going through that, starting a speaking business, from there, I always say the cousin to speaking is coaching, you know, so I started coaching, doing personal development coaching and business development coaching. And then, you know, through trial and error, I learned that, hey, I need to do this full time. You know, I need to transition out of this corporate structure. And it took some time for me to learn how to strategize and plan that and ended up hiring a bunch of coaches and, and mentors and learned a way to develop not only an external system to get me out of corporate America, but an internal system to build me as a person as well. Wow. No, that, that's amazing. Talk to me about the speaking thing, because I, I share that with you in terms of, you know, someone put a mic in front of you and told you you're <laughs> speaking and it goes there. But it's always a different experience for, for, for everyone else. So you found yourself in a position where you were in front of people and you realized you had the gift of gap. Right. So as, yeah. and as soon as you had that, what what did you first talk about that day and then? What rabbit hole did this send you down to to really create a system uh, that you now use uh, in your life? Well, you know, that first speaking engagement, you know, that first time being in front of a room, I was involved in a network marketing company. So I was actually doing the presentation gotcha. for that company. So 
outside of the actual marketing plan and all that stuff they had to do with that company, I just found myself talking about life. You know, I was the individual that had seen at that particular age probably more than a lot of people had seen. Like I said, to bury a, a mother, to bury a father. You know, I was in that position to where I, I saw life a little bit different, but I also saw life with no limits and no boundaries, despite the stuff that I had gone through and despite the position that I was in, so forth and so on. So I talked a lot about that. And it wasn't me necessarily trying to be inspiring. But it came across that way, according to the people that came up to me in the audience after, you know, and I just I didn't take it that way, to be honest. I took it with a grain of salt. Like, yeah, you know, so what? It's it's always the things that you do naturally that you don't necessarily appreciate at first. You know what I mean? You don't think yeah. that that's a, a huge gift or a talent. And then I did it again and then I did it again. And then people started saying, well, could you come speak over here? And I'm like, I just speak at these network marketing things, not necessarily anywhere else. But then I figured out, well, why not? You know, I got something to say. And that rabbit hole, as you say, took me down a path of not just talking about personal development, but me actually then turning inward and starting to look at myself and say, wow, there are other things that I need to improve about myself. And this whole premise of nothing ever worked for me until I started working on me just kind of started to come about. Because I started to learn at that point that the more I work on me, it seemed like the more doors and the more opportunities that were starting to open up for me. So I was on this roller coaster like, yeah, I, I'll do it. You know what I mean? Like just kind of young and, and gung ho and just just took the bull by the horns and kept and kept going with it. And so I, I am assuming that's when you started to really discover how the art of mastering you Overcoming negative thoughts and conquering emotional wellness serves as the foundation for being a better version of yourself. Definitely. Because the one thing that I started to understand at that point was that we all come into this world with a blank chalkboard. That's what I like to say. But the moment you come in with this blank chalkboard, everybody starts to write on it. So your, your parents, society, the media, everybody starts to write on this chalkboard. But at some point, we have to ask ourselves, are the things written on my chalkboard, the thoughts, the beliefs, the way I see things, the way I perceive, are they serving me well? And when I started to look at that, even though I think my parents did a great job, there were things that I had learned that they weren't serving me well because I still had a mentality at that point that even though I thought life was limitless, there still was a limit unconsciously that I didn't know about. Because certain things would present themselves and I would back away from them because I would say, nah, you can't, I can't do, I can't do that. I can't go that far. And I started to notice that this is what life is all about. If I can master myself, because the external parts of business or accomplishments, those are just strategies, really. You can take four different people and all give them the same great strategies and all four people will come out with a different result. And I learned that it's because the principle that you're giving somebody, it's only as good as the person or the spirit that it comes into contact with. Because only that person, based on if they've taken the time to reprogram or rewrite those things on their chalkboard, only that person can birth the principle in a certain way. So that that opened that door to the whole art of mastering you. Now, of course, I didn't call it that back then. I had no clue about that part. But. When I look back, that was my journey into learning to master myself. Wow. You know, no, I, I love that 
journey of self-awareness. Because I, I think it's something we as humans, we miss out a lot on. And just understanding the inner potential and uh, that we all have if we actually understand how to position ourselves for the, in the best environment and to position ourselves for growth. So someone listening, you know, it's graduation season. They're mm-hmm. thinking, I don't know what to do next. Um, I don't even know what I'm good at. I'm not quite sure how to attach my skill to, uh, you know, a world problem. What are those first steps you will have that person um, go through? Forget about money, first and foremost. I think the thought of making money taints what you want to do. Because, and I'm not against making money, please, nobody confuse that. I'm against chasing money. I'm not against making it. It's a total difference. But if you're in that position, I would say forget about the money and think about what do you love. Because oftentimes when it's about the money, you'll choose something that has the potential to make money that you care nothing about. And, you know, that's the people that, you know, now you can go online and there's a there's a business opportunity on every media post. Right. You know, so you can go down any media post and get the five steps to how to make, you know, X amount of dollars in the next 90 days. But my advice to people would be, what do you have a passion about doing day to day? Whatever that is, it can be turned into a career. It can be turned into a business, but you got to search your heart first and say, what do I like? What do I enjoy doing? It may be as simple as, well, I just enjoy playing video games. Okay, great. You realize somebody has to create those games. Somebody has to code those games. Somebody has to market those games. But typically, I believe that we excel and we achieve on a higher level in life when we're doing something that we're passionate about. And I always distinguish between that, not passionate about the outcome of it. Because I look at a lot of these, uh, you know, these ads about business opportunities and everybody's passionate about driving a Lamborghini. Everybody's passionate about riding a jet or making X amount of dollars. But the question becomes, are you passionate about the day to day act of what you have to do in order to get there? Because if you're passionate about the day to day act, you'll get so wrapped up in the love of doing that every single day that those end results, they'll start to chase you. There's a um, there's a quote that I love. I always forget who is by, but it says that there's a lot of things in this life that will catch your eye, but only a few that will capture your heart. Pursue those. So that's always my first advice to, you know, graduating people that are graduating, people that are starting new businesses. What are you passionate about? What would you do every single day for free if you had all the money in the world? What would you wake up? What would you dedicate your life to? Who would you add value to? And typically, that's the first insight in your next step. You, you know, it's it's so funny because you're you know I do a similar thing with with clients, and what I always do in addition to saying what is you know I always ask the same question: What would you do day about if you could, if you weren't getting paid? But mm-hmm. um, I always ask them to make a, a list of their rants and their raves, so, so things that they mm-hmm. love and things that they hate. Because sometimes when I'm teaching people how to speak or teaching people how to just identify the passions is. There are things that people can just talk about. Oh, I hate when this happens. I hate when that happens. I hate when this happens. And then I'm like, well, if you hate when this happens, how can you position yourself as a problem solver for that? Because it obviously right. bothers you this much. Or if it's something you really, really love, um, you know, then how can we get you in that type of environment more? So it's interesting saying, you know, what would you do for free and who would you serve if, you know, if you could? Because I, I, I think those are actually the key to unlocking that. But we do have those type of, uh, those type of, um, you know, pushback there from people who say, well, I love playing video games. I love playing sports, but I'm not an athlete. 
mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not an engineer like for for the video games. So how can I translate that into you know anything? Because I know you brought that example up. So I'm like, well, how, how right. can I translate that? So I'm just playing devil's advocate here. What would you say to that person? Well, first and foremost, you shouldn't try to translate anything alone. I think that is probably our biggest hindrance in life. I made a video about it a week or so ago. Mm. We don't ask for help. You know, mm. the world is full of people that have already gone to a level that you are aspiring to get to. Why not take advantage of those people? And it took me a while to figure that out. So if you discover the thing that's bothering you the most that you feel like you can help solve, which that's a great example. If you discover that thing, okay, great, you're halfway there. But now no one expects you to know how to turn that into a business or to become the engineer. But now you have to go out and seek the help. There are business coaches out there. There are people that are, since we were talking about the video game industry, there are people in that industry that you could talk to. One of my number one things that I always do If I start something new today, a new project or a new idea that I want to accomplish, my first step is to find somebody that has already accomplished in that area and I need to reach out to them. You know, when I first started writing a book, you know, and I was writing, trying to figure out what to do next. Why am I struggling with what to do next? How many people have published books and gone on to become best-selling authors? Let me find one of them and ask them what would they do? And take that into consideration and move forward from that point. Right, right. And uh, on, when you're reaching out to people that have already gotten there, some, have you found it easy in terms of people have been willing to help or did you need to trade services? I'm just curious because sometimes maybe you find like, I don't know, you worked at Les Brown, right? So like that's a, that's a Les Brown. So mm-hmm. what did, how did Les Brown say, hey, I want to work with you, RJ? Did he, did he ask for money or what was the, <laughs> the deal? Because I'm always curious. Networking is key. You know, and a lot of times we've heard that word networking, but we don't know really what it is. The definition of networking is a mutually beneficial win-win relationship. Mm. So I always tell people, build networks. How I got in contact and got to be a part of that book with Les Brown and George Frazier was simply this. I network a lot on LinkedIn. I came across a gentleman by the name of Winston on LinkedIn, and for about a year or so, we networked. Now, see, here's where people go wrong, because when people network, if they can't find something that can benefit them from that person immediately, they disconnect. Right. Yeah. But me and, me and Winston, we didn't find anything that we could necessarily enhance each other's businesses on. Well, for about a year or so, we just kind of stayed in contact, not every day, but every periodically we would check on each other, share a couple business things. And then one day I get a call from him and I tell him that I'm working on my book, The Art of Mastering You. And he says, are you familiar with Les Brown and George Frazier, which got, has to be a trick question because, you know, <laughs> this, you know, this is my industry. So I said, of course I am. And he says, I'm really good friends with George Frazier and they're doing a co-author book. And man, I really think you'll be perfect for it. Now, I'm thinking he's hypothetically speaking. So I said, well, yeah, me too. Ha-ha. And he <laughs> says, well, I'll tell you what. When we get off the phone, I'm going to send you George Frazier's number. Give him a call and just tell him I told you to call and tell him that I think you'll be great for this book and just, you know, you guys have a conversation and see where it leads. And I always tell people a lot of times it's not about who you know, it's about, I'm sorry, it's not about what you know, it's about who you know, but it's about how well you know them. So based on that relationship that Winston had with George Frazier, I was able to give George Frazier a call, tell him how I got his number, why I was calling, and the rest is pretty much history. That's how that connection works. So my thing is networking. 
it's okay to reach out to people. And here's another quick tip. When you're reaching out to strangers, if you're looking to do something right now, you're reaching out to a stranger, don't necessarily reach out with your hand out because everybody else does that. You always want to be somebody that's different. I'll reach out to someone and it's all about giving because if you give, you'll always receive. So, you know, tell you if I was reaching out to you, if I was reaching out to you, let's just say you you're a speaker. I never spoke before. I would reach out to you on the lines of, hey, I saw you speak. It was amazing. I was wondering if I'm ever in your city. Could I take you to lunch and pick your brain? Mm. If I'm ever in your city, could I come to your office and volunteer and just help you out and just ask you some questions? That's a whole different approach because I am willing to give of myself to get the information, not, hey, man, I need you so bad. I'm a, I'm a speaker. I want to be a speaker. I need for you to help me. That's, that's adding something to that person's plate, which that person, whoever it is, if there's somebody of any type of notoriety, they're probably already extremely busy. So you got to come at them different. You got to be of a giving nature. I worked with a, um, a young guy one time that wanted to become a barber. He wanted to own a barber shop. And he said, how can I get somebody to mentor me as a barber? I said, go in your city to the most popular barber shop and go in and ask them, can you volunteer to sweep up hair every Saturday or every week? And he said, what? I want to sweep up hair at a barber shop. I said, see, you're missing the point. Yeah. What's the quickest way for you to learn how to run your own barbershop, but to be in there volunteering at one? Mm. And he finally got it and he went in, he asked the owner. And as a result, the owner started allowing him to come in and sweep up. And he started to learn the business. He started to learn what type of license he needed to have. He started learning all of this stuff. That young kid, he was a kid then, but now he owns a couple of barbershops. Wow. Wow. You know? yeah. yeah. Give, 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 give and give, you know, I'm even thinking about a part, so for example, I, my career was launched off a podcast. If someone wanted to be a podcaster and they said, Hey, you know, I've been listening to your podcast for X amount of years and I wanted to know if I could, um, uh, you know, basically make worksheets for all your episodes. But, mm-hmm. you know, I would love to, you know, maybe just talk to you for 30 minutes a week or something. Yeah. Just that kind of thing yeah. where, you know, you're already immediately providing value. That's, that's definitely something that helps. And I like the fact that you said, it's an, it's not just it's not just about what you know it's about who you know but also how well you know the person because if you know like you know when you reached out to me this morning you said hey I saw your TEDx talk if you can say something about the TEDx talk and then connect that to what I do professionally um that puts you above someone else right right um, exactly yeah yeah no, yeah like definitely and that's what it's about you know um you, you got to be able to always stand out you got to be able i mean i've i've known speakers here locally in my area um who I've just like walked up on. I was at one of the engagements and just walked up on them and said, hey, listen, you know, any of your upcoming engagements, if you need somebody to come and help set up or just come and like carry your bags from the car, I'm your guy. And they're looking at me like, what? <laughs> I know what I'm doing. And, and genuinely, I like to give. But I know that if I give, I am going to always get. And I know it makes me stand out from among the crowd because everybody's asking people of that level, everybody's asking them for something. So you stand out when you're not asking for something, you're asking how you can contribute something. Yes. How you can contribute something. Oh gosh, so much, so much goodness. Okay. So now, now that you, you, you know, you've started to figure out what it is that you're good at, um, and, and you started to network to get there, what are the first steps to sort of start putting that out in the world? Well, the first thing is now that you got it, now that hopefully you have some help or you've reached out to mentors, 
Now it's time to do two things. Number one, you got to perfect your craft. Whatever it is that you know you want to do, you got to perfect that craft. So you got to start working on it. Um, whatever it is, you got to maybe go take some classes on it, take some workshops on it, get better at it. And here's the thing. Don't wait for somebody to give you a platform to perfect your, your craft. Perfect it anyway. Um, when I first started speaking, it wasn't all paid speaking engagement. There was a while before I got a first really paid speaking engagement, but I didn't wait. I was just out telling everybody, you know, I'm a speaker, right? I'm a speaker. You need me. Call me. I'm a speaker. And inadvertently, people were calling. Now, it was people calling to say, come to my church. There's six people in the audience. And I'm like, all right, no, no problem. I'm going to go perfect my craft. I'm going to talk to these six people as if it was 6,000. I'm going to go in here and give them my absolute all. And that kept going and going and going until finally one day somebody called me. And it was a young lady that I knew, and she worked at a university here. And she said, do you still do speaking? And I'm like, yeah. She said, we're having a program, and I don't know how much you charge. Because now, here's the mindset. When you become something, people believe what you Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You believe about yourself. So I have been putting it out there that I'm a speaker. So she believes this. She said, I don't have a big budget. I think I only have like a thousand bucks. But, you know, if that would work for you, I would love to have you come speak. Now, she didn't know I've never gotten paid for doing this. before. Exactly. <laughs> and I didn't I didn't tell her either. I had to play it off. I said mm, a thousand bucks. I mean, technically, I, I usually don't do it for that. But because it's you, you know, I'll come on down and do and. And that that's from my was my first paid speaking engagement. And I've gotten paid from that day to this day, yeah. you know. So once you perfect that craft, um, then you have to learn the business side of it. Then you have to learn how to put it out there, how to market it, how to get what you do in front of the right people. Right. And and the art of that, that's the thing. So how to get what, what you do in front of the right people. So do you have strategies for yourself to do that? Most definitely. Well, the first thing I always tell people is you got to have a good target audience. And people always say, oh, my God, how do you figure that out? The first people to target is to always target yourself. What does that mean? Hmm. Target yourself just means you target people that are just like you. Why do you love doing what you're doing and why? You know, so I'll take myself for an example. As a speaker back then at a, at a very young age. My target audience was, was people that were just like me, young, ambitious, maybe not necessarily from the, the right side of the tracks or had all of the accolades and all of the things that they needed, but just had this, 
you know, undying ambition for life. That was my target audience. Why? Because they were just like me. So no matter what I said to them, they were going to be able to resonate with because I'm talking to myself. Every struggle that they're going through, I, I'm either going through it or been through it. Everything that they're dealing with, I know because I'm going through it or I've been through it. So, you know, that's how you find your target audience. Whatever it is that you're doing, target yourself first. Who's just like you that need what you have? Go talk to them. Find them online. Thankfully, we have that now. Back when I started business, there was no social media. You couldn't necessarily just go online and find a target audience. Today, you can go online and find people that are interested in what you're interested in, that are around your same age, that are from the same type of demographic that you're from. And I say target those people. Speak to them. Because no matter what you say to them, they're going to resonate with it because you're talking to you. Oh, no, no, this is so good. This is so good. So then you're targeting those people. And then obviously then and you, and then the consistency is, is, the, mm -hmm. is, the, is the thing that happens because then you got to be consistent with, with showing up. Because um, even if you don't get the immediate results, it's about being in love with the journey and to understand that there's a big picture. ahead of Definitely, that. definitely. And, you know, here's here's the one thing I always say. Externally, there are always a lot of strategies in business. There are a million strategies for how to brand yourself, get exposure, all of that stuff. All of those things you can work with a coach with. But here's the one thing that will never go away. Adding value in the lives of people is a strategy that I feel will never die. I don't care if, if in 20 years from now we don't have any more sales funnels or click funnels or any of those things, adding value will never go away because people remember when you add value. So once you find that audience now, your core message to them is, how do I add value to these people? What are they going through? You know, whatever it is that they're going through, let me add value. And that could be very simple. If it's a, if, if it goes back to the video game thing that we talked about, well, maybe these people play certain types of games and it's something about these games that it's a hindrance. They can't get over that. Maybe their, their system isn't working past a certain point or it's a, some type of code that they need. Add value to how they overcome that. Those people become your raving fans at that point. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, once you have those raving fans and you've added value consistently, they begin to do the work for you and they start to spread, you know, your, your message and, and what you do and how they felt. And I think Maya Angelou says people remember how you make them feel. Um, mm -hmm. and, and that's that's the truth. In it's it's showing up really there being a human and, and um, tapping into the, the connection that we all as humans crave. Very much so. I agree with that 100 percent. All right. Man, this is this is good. So. Now, speaking is obviously something you do as well. So let, let's let's even dive into the mechanics of that. Walk me through mm -hmm. your process when you when you you're booked to speak and you have an idea. How do you go from idea to conception to delivery? My whole thing about speaking is I want to give your audience what you feel they need, coupled in with what I already do. So my first process is always I'll have I'll, I'll have whatever organizer it is to fill out. Some type of speaker questionnaire, because I want to know what's the theme of the event. How does it fit in line to what my philosophies and what I talk about is anyway? I also want to find out from that organizer, what type of takeaways do you really want this audience to have? And from that point, I take what I speak about, the art of mastering you, um, the law of attraction, building better businesses, integrity in business, networking to build your network. I take all of those things and I cultivate a message 
that's in line with what you want your audience to receive based on what I talk about. Mm. You know, so I kind of go down that and I go as far as what are the demographics of your audience? You know, I just spoke at uh, Tuskegee University um, like last month, actually. And that was the thing. I knew I was going to be talking to young men of that campus that are of a certain age that are focused on a certain thing. I knew the theme. So I tied that into the philosophies that I speak about, because that's what you want to do. You don't want to necessarily as a speaker be that one size fits all speaker. You may have the same concepts, but you always want your concepts to be tailored to that particular audience. Yes. You know, yeah. Cause I want them to, I want them to be able to relate. Obviously, you know, I'm not college age anymore. Don't tell anybody. Um, <laughs> I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I'm working. I call myself seasoned these days. Hey. Not old. Seasoned, <laughs> you know, season sounds better. Yeah, <laughs> so, I love it. I love it. So, you know, I know I'm not college age, but I want to put myself in that mindset because that's who I'm speaking to. I want to be able to take the concepts that I have and be able to think back to when I was their age and also think about what they're facing today that's different than what I was facing back then and really give them a message that they can use. So that's that's really my process. And then I, I take, you know, depending on, you know, how far the engagement is from at that point, I usually take some time to, to just really cultivate the message make sure i'm hitting the right points and then you got to go in there and give it to them you got to give it you got to deliver and 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 are you um what type of speaker are you are you uh are you loud are you pensive are you like you know the less brown do you get emotional as you get to the speech to to hit certain points i'm a little different you know i'm not necessarily the 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 loud you know run all over the place you know (laughs) i'm not i'm not that like like, I love Eric Thomas, but I'm not that. You know, I'm not E.T. I don't have that. Ah, you know, I'm not I'm not yelling at you. You got it wasn't um, as bad as you breathe. Right. Right. Yeah, I'm not that. Although I love that. E.T. is like my personal um, uh, trainer. Like, I listen to him when I'm in the gym because you, yeah, yeah. you can't work out through that. You're not going to work out. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm not that. I'm more so about understanding. Mm. Like, I, I want you to be motivated, but I'm more so interested in you being inspired and people say well what's the difference um motivation is in my opinion is external which means that i can hype you up i can get you going and and you may do it based on that but now when i leave because i'm not going to be there forever when i leave then what what happens so i want to inspire you my whole goal in speaking is to get you to think Mm. i want you to think i want to challenge the belief system that you have. I want to challenge the thoughts that you're thinking. More importantly, I want to challenge the story that you're telling yourself within yourself. Yeah. Wow. Well, well then this is good. This is actually a good segue to the next topic I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. The overcoming negative thoughts. You want to challenge the, the thoughts that we have there. How do we yeah. overcome those negative thoughts and, and have that emotional wellness that we need to have to, you know, defeat imposter syndromes and things like that? There's a few steps to that. The first thing that I always tell people to overcome negative thoughts is watch what you expose yourself to, because our negative thoughts are just a product of programming. Anytime you have a negative thought, anytime you have fear, people always ask me, what is the root cause to fear? And I always say it's information because it's almost impossible for you to fear anything that you don't have an abundance of negative information on. Think about it. Right now, 
we're not afraid that these microphones that we're talking in, that they're going to like come to life and kill us. We're not afraid of that. That's that sounds ridiculous. Right. Yeah. But I guarantee you, if you watch the news for the next three to four weeks and they said that microphones all over the world are coming to life, kind of like the Autobots and attacking people, you will not use a microphone because of the information. That information breeds fear. So you have to be very careful about the type. And that's an extreme example. But you have to be very careful about the type of information that you take in, first and foremost, because information controls your thoughts. There's somebody right now that their right hand is hurting. And they're going to Google right hand hurting and it's going to say hand cancer. And the thoughts that you're going to have for the rest of the day is, oh, my God, I got hand cancer. Like, I don't know how long I'm going to. It's going to overwhelm you. Why? Because you took in the information. So we have to pay very close attention to the type of information that we expose ourselves to. And the key is don't expose yourself to information that is contrary to something that you want to produce. To me, it's just that simple. Hmm. I don't spend time with, focus on, hang out with information that is the opposite of what I want to produce. I haven't figured out how that helps me. But now it can happen, which means that a lot of us, we already have information of stuff that do, we don't want to produce. That goes back to that chalkboard that has been written on. And when that happens, you have to now learn to combat negative thoughts. RJ, you sound crazy. How do you combat negative thoughts? <laughs> well, you can't fight a thought with a thought, right? So you have a negative thought. You can't say, well, I'm going to think positive. That doesn't work. But you can fight thoughts with words, which means that that's how I use affirmations, which means that when a negative thought comes up, you need to speak something intentional that's the opposite of that negative thought in order to remove that thought. Now, it may come back in two minutes, but you better say it again. Because once a negative thought gets a level of momentum, then you're in trouble because it becomes harder and harder to slow down. It's, if a car is going five miles per hour, it's not that hard to stop. But if it's going 100 miles per hour, you got a problem. Right. So you want to stop those negative thoughts immediately. And I'll, I'll share this. Um, my mom passed away with colon cancer. And after she passed away, my dominant negative thoughts were, were um, what if it's hereditary? You know, doctors were telling me even as young as I was like, hey, you're going to have to start getting checks early because, you know, this runs in your all of this type of stuff. So that was my thought. So my first affirmation became, no, I am colon cancer free. That disease will never have a right to live on my body. And I used to say it all day, every day, every time that thought came up. And that was almost 18 years ago. I never have that thought today. I don't even believe that that's possible because I pushed it so far away from me by combating that negative thought. Mm. And it takes a little work. I won't sit here and tell you that it's just going to be one time or, or something that, you know, is not going to take effort. But what choice do you have? You either do that or you allow that negative thought to gain momentum. And here's the key. If you allow it to live in your mind, it can potentially live in your life. Wow. So you have to be very mindful of that. Wow. So repeated affirmations. Repeated affirmations, you know, but but an affirmation, something that is the opposite of that negative thought. Sometimes we go online and we find affirmations like I am great. I am wonderful. And I think those are good, too. But it's better when it's the opposite of the thought that you're having. So if you're dealing with a money situation right now, I am great might not work for that. You need to speak something that's the opposite of that money situation. 
you know, I have enough money to take care of all of my household bills. That might be your, your affirmation. Okay. I'll make an extra couple thousand dollars a month. That might be your a- affirmation. But you need to speak something that's the direct opposite of the negative thought. Okay. Now, so, so, so that's one. Is, is that the one thing that does it for you or do you have other, other hacks? Because, I mean, that, that sounds pretty effective already. That, that is really effective. You know, that coupled with making sure you're not taking in the wrong information in the first place mm. is truly, truly effective. Because now the information is the start. Because you're not going to have a negative thought if you don't have the information on whatever it is that you have going on. So if you're dealing with a money issue, um, I'll go into them real quick. There are three E's that I created a long time ago. And the three E's are exposure, environment, and experiences. These three things are the things that feed you. So exposure, of course, is the information that you take in. It can be from media. It can be from you know, anything. If it's not what you want, it's not good information. So you got to watch that environment is the surroundings, because in order for you to grow, the surroundings must be conducive for you to produce. So that goes into the people that you are around. Sometimes we're dealing with things and we're around people that tell us information. That's the opposite of what we want. You know, people tell you, you know, this disease runs in our family, so you better get ready for it. And you say, oh, okay, Wow. So you just accepted some information that's now going to cause you to produce the thought that I better get ready for this. And again, since it's living in your mind, you're producing it in your life. The problem is we don't always know how powerful we are as far as deliberate creators. And that's a whole nother topic that I could get into, (laughs) you know, but. But that's where it starts. So you got to pay attention to what you expose yourself to, your environment and even experiences, because a lot of times we feel that we live from our past experiences. And I always say you can take notes. You don't have to do the same stupid thing twice. But to allow something in the past to dictate your future results is detrimental or to allow somebody else's experience, which is a form of information to dictate your next results. is just as uh, uh, detrimental. So. You got to pay attention to the information. But when the information does get in, okay, now you got to come back these thoughts because you got to get rid of. Wow. wow. This is so good, RJ. No, but this is good. As, as we're, I love that you're really uh, speaking this into, um, into our minds because I'm, I'm taking in everything you're saying. I'm understanding how mastering yourself, that, that skill of self-awareness can really lead you to understanding what your passions are. Mm-hmm. Understanding what your passions are can lead you to discovering how you can uh, put yourself in environments where you can learn from people and then even then position yourself as an expert or a, a practitioner in that. And then when you get to that level, you know, inevitably you will be faced with potential negative thoughts. But how do you then deal with those? And so it's this cycle of life that, that we have. Um, and definitely the, the tools that you've, ex- you've expressed today are, are definitely one that I, I know that some people will understand uh, and apply to themselves. So appreciate that. Thank you for that. Uh, before we wrap up, though, there, there, I want to talk about that full-time transition, that transition to full-time entrepreneurship. What, mm-hmm. what, what, can you say a few words on that? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Um, that's what I specialize in as a business development coach. And before we go, I'll give away something free to your, to your audience. Um, but there are a lot of people today that want to take the idea that they have and they want to turn it into a profitable and a sustainable business. They're not necessarily trying to get involved in some ready-made business. They want to take what they have, but again, they just don't know how to do it. 
that's where I come in as a coach. And it's everything from conception to getting you to the point to where that business is has been started and it's starting to create profit. There's a lot of things in there from helping you to develop the mindset of an entrepreneur. You have to think a certain way to be a successful entrepreneur. Look at the entrepreneurs that you look up to and watch their interviews and see their philosophies about life. They differ from your cousin who maybe don't care anything about being successful or an entrepreneur. Mm. Look at how they talk. It's totally different from maybe the people that you may have grew up around. So we have to start there. And then we start to flush out your idea. What is it that you want to do? And I've taken some of the most off the wall type ideas and help people turn them into businesses because it's all about what you're passionate about. Because once we can discover that idea, now we can find out, is it something that is one innovative, which means it's something that the world has never seen before and we have to create a market for it? Or is it something that already is that we just need to put out in a different way and make it better? I believe business is always one of two things. It's either taking what already is and making it better or you have something innovative that people don't even know that they need yet. I mean, 25 years or so ago, we didn't know we needed an iPhone or iPad or anything that started with an i. We right. just didn't. Right. But Apple had the, the wherewithal to say, we're innovative. We are going to create a market to where you can't live without this. And they did that. <laughs> you know, yeah. they absolutely did that. So it's always one of two things. And once we get from there, we start to add all of the pieces in. How do you take it to the marketplace? Finding your target audience, your core message, what's your unique selling point? All of those things go into my coaching. That's for the aspiring entrepreneur. The part-time entrepreneur is somebody that has already started a business. The business may be fully operational, but they're still working that full-time job. And for some odd reason, that business is not creating enough revenue for them to walk away from that job. So I come in and we go through every nuance of that business to find out why it's not producing the type of revenue. And it could be a ton of things. Maybe you're not charging enough money for it. That's usually one of the biggest things. You know, you're not charging enough money for it or you're charging enough money, but the way you have it structured is never going to produce the type of money that you need. So that's a whole different different way of of looking at it. So my whole job is to take a person step by step. And that's one on one coaching. That's me talking to you, really being somebody that you can reach out to every single day. But talking to you, walking you through the process, making sure your mind is at at a certain level to build a business and more importantly, like I said, sustain a business. And overall, we create that plan to walk you from aspiring a part time entrepreneur to full time entrepreneur and getting you to be able to walk away from that job and live your dream full time. Love it. So where can people find you then? Um, They can find me at rjhodgesspeaks.com. Soon that site will be fully revamped. We're, we're working on some amazing things. I can't wait um, for everybody to see it, but the site is still up right now. You can find me at rjhodgespeaks.com. Also have books on that site as well. Um, but for everybody that's listening, if you are an aspiring, a part-time entrepreneur, uh, email me at my Gmail address, which is rjhodgespeaks at gmail.com. And just say you heard me on this show. And if you're interested, I'll be willing to jump on the phone with you and talk to you about what you do, give you a free consult and tell you how business development coaching could really, you know, be beneficial to take you to that next level. Well, that's very, that's very generous of you. And I'll make sure to put that in the show notes. And so if they want to get your book as well, um, where can they get that? Yeah. RJHodgesSpeaks.com. I always say the book is available. The books are available everywhere. They're on Amazon and every other outlet. 
However, if you go to rjhodgespeaks.com and order the book, we'll make sure that you get an autographed copy uh, sent directly to you. Can't right. promise that from the Amazons and all of that because we don't get a chance to touch those. But if you get it from <laughs> rjhodgespeaks.com, I'll make sure that uh, you get an autographed copy. And also, I share quite a bit of content um, on Facebook, Instagram, and, and all of those type of things. And it's at RJ Hodges Speaks on all social media. Awesome, man. So the final question, this is the final question mm-hmm. I always ask my guest. My mission statement is use your difference to make a difference. All right. So that's the foundation of, of what I do. And mm-hmm. RJ, how do you use your difference to make a difference? Um, my difference is being willing to embrace who I am. Um, I think a lot of times we look at so many other different people, especially on our journey to be successful. We look at what this person has and what this person has. There is something unique about all of you that's listening to this show. My personal uniqueness is that I see the world a little bit different. I believe you can have anything that you want. I believe that success comes from the inside out. I believe that if I think a certain way, I manifest a certain way. I believe I'm a deliberate creator. I believe I'm creating my environment around me every single day. I'm a little bit quirky in that way, a little bit holistic. I believe that everything about you makes up how happy you are, and you got to find a way to be happy in spite of whatever's going on. So I use that flair about myself to invoke a level of love and positivity and, more importantly, hope into the world, you know. Yeah, that's my that's my whole thing. So that that's my difference. I'm a very upbeat, positive person in spite of, you know, some very challenging things that I've been through in life, just like we all have been through. My difference is looking beyond those things and understanding that they don't define you. You define. you. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I want to thank you, RJ, for coming on the show. This has really been a power hour. And uh, thank you for for really uh, dropping some uh, some knowledge uh, bombs on us and some uh some gems so thank you so much appreciate that thank you so much for having me the pleasure is mine and uh ladies and gentlemen till next time use a difference to make a difference you've just been listening to the as told by nomads podcast for more ways to reach out to tayo and to use your difference to make a difference head over to www.tayoroxon.com Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 